DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. And when you get there, let me know that you've been there, okay? Just say, hey, Buzz, I was here. And uh, when I go and check the comments, I'm going to get there. So I'm going to grab. This is going to be a journal day, y'all. I am sitting down for a second. I should be finished with this journal. And I'm like, man, we are creeping on. Only because we're in book two and we haven't actually been writing down a lot of our, our word cloud as we normally would. But I have a chance to sit quietly today. I'm not on the move. I'm not out and about. In fact, I will be as soon as I um, finish this up. I will probably go ahead and hit the road because I'm not sure what traffic is going to do. And there has been any, there's been an influx of traffic into the area simply because of development, all this great development that we have been wanting and asking for, honey. It is here. Uh, fall is here. I'm looking like, whoa, it's rather dark. I'm like, is it supposed to rain? Everybody's waiting for these wonderful temperatures to usher themselves in. I'm I'm so ready for a frost. I don't know what to do because we have been fighting everything. It's like been wild kingdom around here. The deer running around, coyotes, um, not to mention the spiders, everything. It's like this has been crazy. It's a crazy summer. We are experiencing uh, a drought after having such a rainy summer last year and a rainy fall. Um, we've just been in a, in a serious drought. But um, that doesn't stop the buzz. You know, if I get the breath of life, I'm going to give you a podcast. And this particular podcast is on a couple platforms right now. And it's basically called How to Get Out of Bed. Not I, I needed a conversation. I needed to have each morning, I'm like, oh, I got another day. What am I going to do with this day? And I, and trying to just trying to get out of the bed. Some of you have already out of the bed. You've already started your day. And you enjoy stopping for a moment. And let's just kind of get in on one accord and getting some clarity. And uh, so the conversation I want to have today, as I meditated, because I couldn't go back to sleep this morning, I'm having to switch from nights to days or try to organize my days and right now my mind my body my soul my spirit is just mad with me because I can't catch up on my rest and while I am pumped up on adrenaline y'all I have vacuumed I mean I was laying there I was like I had to get up early take petty betty come back okay now I gotta go back to sleep who does that nobody so I'm just laying there and I'm like okay I'm gonna force myself to lay turn everything off I'm gonna just be quiet then I hear this beeping like something's beeping I'm like I you know you know how you put something in the microwave and you forget and it's like beep beep just reminder 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 okay I, obviously I don't want it so can you please stop so I did not forget oh I had put a cup of tea in there so I got I had to go reheat my tea I have my tea now and then I'm gonna have some lunch and then I'm going to head out but I want to talk about fear. Uh, as a matter of fact, I am today, I'm actually headed out to do radio and we're going to talk about Y2K, which was some of the greatest fear to hit those who were already in this realm of the internet. And we're going to talk about how much we moved the needle over the last 20 years. Uh, and most of you know, I'm live right now and live recorded. However you're listening, I'm in Atlanta, outside of Atlanta. So shout out again uh, to Tyler Perry. And the Tyler Perry Studios. I've been following everything online as everybody else just engrossed in and then the beauty of the coming together of Black Hollywood. And I love the fact that Tyler decided he was going to be the catalyst to do this. He was going to be the catalyst to bring these people together because if, if you, now I know some things because I've been blogging about Black Hollywood. Uh, I mean, since I started Dryer Buzz and one of the first interviews, I was fortunate enough to do what's a sit down with Tyler Perry. So things that he said way back when 
and seeing what's coming to fruition and seeing all that happened before. Um, I've had the chance to sit down with, with Spike and, and um, being, I've been in the room with Oprah. <laughs> Didn't get the chance to ask any questions, but, you know, she, she feeds your spirit anyway. Uh, and so most of the people there, I've, I've had a chance. It, it, you cannot blog for 20 years and have not met all these people. Even Beyonce, I've, been in, I've covered, had a chance to cover them on the red carpet and photograph photograph them and see that machine. Y'all got to understand, something y'all need to know about Beyonce is, it, it, it's kind of like a Michael, Jackson, Michael Jackson-esque thing going on. It's like a, every time I see her, I just think the show must go on, you know, regardless. And one of the things I did love is some people had some really good, candid shots with Beyonce more so than the, the pose and I'm on the grind and this kind of thing. You know, I love when we get to see her kind of let her hair down, very long ponytail she had, but I, I love when you can tell, oh, she's comfortable with this person or she's down to earth with that person versus, oh, let me get this shot. Let me get this pose. You know, and some of y'all, let me tell y'all, get some, y'all need to get some better phones. Y'all need to get let a friend take the picture. Get, get Find your lighting. Some of y'all had some really, really great photos. Love it. Beautiful. Um, sharing. Love sharing. And here again, let me tell y'all, going into 2020, can y'all stop stealing folks stuff? Okay, can y'all stop stealing folks stuff? A share is not stealing, but when you full on repost it as if it was yours, that is so ethically wrong. Okay, it's just wrong because it's it's not yours. And I understand there are all kind of apps out there. They're all kind of apps, but that's called bootlegging. And when we talk about Tyler Perry, you ought to want to not bootleg because here's the question. Here's the, here's the thing I'm going to tell you about Tyler Perry. Look at the success that Tyler Perry has. And most people don't know it. But Tyler Perry is, you think about Monique talking about blacklisted. Tyler Perry is blacklisted, okay? But yet, here this brother just opened up his own studio because they, they you can't get the studio. Sorry, dude, you can't have the soundstage in Hollywood. There's a reason why he's done this in Atlanta. There's a, and he is literally the reason why the film industry is in Atlanta. Let me go back. Let me go back and talk about this, okay? If you think about one of the very uh, first, there were, there were about three people. We're talking about, we're we going back right here. Y'all finna give y'all some tech history, okay? When, in, when we talk about Y2K, there were only a few people who had their own social networks, okay? You want, I know y'all love Mark Zuckerberg. If I want to act like Mark Zuckerberg, let me tell you, Tyler Perry <laughs> had his own, okay? If you wanted to engage with Tyler Perry, you went to TylerPerry.com. You went over to Tyler Perry forums. You bought your movies, your videos, and everything at TylerPerry.com. And and if you he would go on there and he would answer all those daggone come. You want to know why this brother got this all this loyalty that he has? Because he would sit on his own website and answer everybody. I love oh, I love this movie. Oh, you love that? What did you love? I'm telling you, and listen, like every day and still does. He trolls um people who are who love his stuff. Right? And I'm gonna tell you, and I just did a post and people are going to say, oh, you had to find the controversy. Well, that's what we do. We talk about, I have to remind, I have to remind you, we weren't always here. And I want us, if we're going to celebrate Tyler Perry, I want us to celebrate, truly celebrate Tyler Perry. And one of the things I said is there were a lot of people at, in Atlanta this weekend that had to say hashtag sorry to this man, sorry to this man. Um, and what I'm going to talk about later on today is we talk about things in our community that keep, that kept us over the past 20 years, unhealthy and unwealthy. Something that kept us bootlegging his, his movies kept him unwealthy for a while. 
right? If everybody had went out and bought the movie, if everybody went out and tried to invest in what he was doing, if you'd invested in those plays, if you'd have gone to see his plays earlier, you know, some of us, like, I, I don't think I've even seen a couple. I think I, I think I went once. And the only reason I went once, because I had to sit next to these weird couple. And I'm like, and I, I swear, like, her, 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 her dude was, like, trying to rub on my leg. And I'm like, and I'm like, hold up, wait a minute, bruh. You know, then next thing you know, they were getting ready to argue and fight. And she left and left me sitting there with him. And I'm like, who is, who are these people? Okay, some of us didn't want to hang out with Tyler Perry audience because it was like, yeah, that's something like, y'all know I'm telling the true story. <laughs> I was already like uncomfortable because I'm at this thing. But what went on on stage was just brilliant. And y'all know that Tyler Perry had to take all kind of risks to invest. <laughs> I know that's a funny story. I don't even know how it came out so fast. But that's been, that was my experience with going to my first Tyler Perry play. The couple next to me, you know, they was going through some stuff. And dude was kind of freaky. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, like, I got anxiety from this thing. That's why I don't like, that's why I don't halfway go to stuff now. And if I do, I make sure I get, I always get, and I'm, I'm usually, I usually attend stuff. And I always, I'm always uh, granted a plus one. And I usually don't take anybody because I need that buffer. <laughs> I need that empty seat, right? So let me, I know, right? So let me get back on the story. So what was, what was the story? <laughs> the one thing, okay, the one thing was, I don't even remember <laughs> I just remember, but I remember, I remember, I thoroughly enjoyed the brilliance that was on the stage. But I'm going to tell you, because during the time that Tyler Perry was launching his stage plays, we were going through this thing, you know, you used to call them, what they call them, the Mama Shot, Mama Shot John plays or the or this, that, and the other. So there was, there was this uh, wedge driven between um, the chit, what they call the Chitlin Circuit of Theater and in traditional theater and stage, because you had your thespians who really wanted the loyalty of these black audiences, and they were having to go on stage and perform for everybody but black folk, and they really wanted their craft to be loved by their community. So we didn't, we didn't, you know, that's how we are. Um, but yet, here you had these kinds of plays, the Madias and and the Gospel Circuit, and in the in the everybody loving everybody and and the church and the nakedness and all this kind of stuff uh, was filling out large theaters, large arenas and so forth. So, so there was a wedge between this and, um, and so people, you know, put it down. And I, I mean, I just remember talking to both Tyler Perry and talking to both thespians uh, about this and, and what it meant. And, and not only that collaboration between there was competition, Hollywood forced competition between when Tyler Perry went from the stage to the movies. People, when I say he was blacklisted, one of the things I want to be talking about later on is our addiction to screen time. Tyler Perry, with, with the success, think about where he is right now. He just opened his own studios. But even in his last movie, Tyler Perry was not granted the number of screens that he should have been granted. You don't hear about a Tyler Perry movie on three and four and 5,000 screens, right? And when you say 3,000 screens, and let me tell you, and I interviewed uh, Marlon Wayans about that because every time Tyler Perry, we're talking about a different kind of fear here. We're talking about a different kind of fear. I know that's what I call the thing, so I'm going to try to bring it back into that. But every time Tyler Perry came out with a movie, he would often tell you, tell us, Listen, make sure when you go, make sure to check your ticket because there was all kind of underhanded stuff going on to keep these movies from being a blockbuster. And when a Tyler Perry movie came out, 
it used to make 80, uh, 80 million, $60 million. You know, $60 million was nothing for a Tyler Perry movie opening. But then, okay, when we started uh, gravitating, bootlegging and gravitating to other screens um, for other types of entertainment and those kind of things, movies went down where, you know, oh, $25, $25 million, you know, movie was a blockbuster where it used to be $100 million, $150 million. It was nothing back in the day because that was the only that was the only uh, avenue that entertainment was being distributed particularly black entertainment you know you got about a good four to six movies i'm being i'm being real lenient when i say six movies you got about four movies a year four black movies a year that started dwindling down to one or two and mostly tyler perry's right so it was nothing for a movie to make a hundred million dollars um and and the actor you know to come out of there with 20 to 30 i don't think they really even ever hit I mean, the most we probably heard was, we never heard a $50 million actor. We heard back in the day, Will Smith and Denzel used to get $20 million. You know, Tyler Perry would, would get his $60 million because he was the actor, director, writer, star. Five, he was in the movie five times. You know, so he, would walk, he was walking away with some good money. And obviously, you see the brother was doing some really good stuff with his money. So, but at the same time, um, because there was this particular audience, Tyler had a particular audience that wasn't going to see the other quote-unquote black excellence but they was rushing to the theater in droves church bus loads plane loads um to see the plays as they made their way to the big screen and so that there's a lot of infighting that's the word okay let me write that down i'm gonna write fear infighting there was a lot of infighting and not only that, the infighting was fueled, uh-oh, write that down, fueled by Hollywood, okay? Write that down. So there was a lot of infighting, and, and those involved in the infighting were in Atlanta this week. Not only, not only were they here, uh, some of them he honored. He honored them naming um, sound stages after them. Yeah, I'm particularly talking about, talking about Spike Lee, and not that it was Spike Lee's fault, but Hollywood, you know, first of all, Hollywood... Everybody had to compete with Spike Lee. Everybody had to compete with Spike Lee. Spike Lee was, uh, every every production Spike Lee had ever come to the screen with, it was considered controversy, it was revolutionary, and so forth and so on. When, when, in actuality, it was the reality of our lives. So here you had Spike Lee trying to tell the controversial stories or the reality of our lives. And then here you had uh, Tyler Perry, just wanted us to laugh, have a good time. Still, again the reality of our lives for some, right? And as often you're, you're able to divide us on these things. Whereas, okay, there, both of these movies are coming out, go see them both. We would never remember. We keep talking about the R, R factor and the N factor. We got to get to the N factor. So, um, but this is a day, this was a weekend that made so many people proud. That, that the hope this was coming. If you think about in Tyler's first, what was it, first movie or the second movie where he had the, the family reunion and everybody showed, that's what this was. But then what do you do at the family reunion? You, you Hey, listen, this rift that we got going on, we fixed that. We fixed it. So that's why I say, when I say some of them had to show up and say sorry to this man, uh, I don't say that to, hey, keep, let's get some controversy. It's like this, this was our history. Look at how much sooner we probably could have been here if they'd worked together or they'd come together or Tyler had honored them a little bit sooner. He would have been able to do that had we not had this era of 
of where we were, where we were with film and where we were with uh, who we were, you know, and now this is something that's going to be honored forever. You know, he got his, his uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and then uh, the sound stages, the back lots. And if anybody, if you've never been to Hollywood and gone on those things, and a- Ava DuVernay, DuVernay, if you go over to her, uh, I don't know how long they, they, most of them had to post in stories because you better know that there's a full-on production coming where we will see, uh, I guess if you subscribe to the new, the new streaming service, uh, the deal that he's doing with BET. So he asked many people, you know, listen, don't post everything. But some of them did post some things on their stories, not actually on their timelines. And I'm pretty sure those are falling off right now. Some of them are still posting and reposting. But if you've never been on tour of the backlot, how many of you have been to California and went on that backlot tour where you get to see, like, um, you get to see the house that was in um, the hotel, that, that hotel movie, the Jaws. You get to you see the Jaws come out of the water. You get to go to King Kong and the, and the big fire and the flame and the flood. You know, the Noah in the, in the movie where the Red Sea was parted. You get to experience all of these Hollywood marvels in this theme park as thing. And it looks like Tyler uh, has done... As well as there's going to be a number of filming. There's already been amazing films made in the studio, um, and which is across from the Martin Station. Um, there's already there's all, I don't know why I said that. I just said that because it's like it's just something amazing. If you come out of that Martin Station, it's like whoa! It used to be Fort McPherson, which was uh, and, and I grew up right in the shadows of this place. You know, it started out you know as a Confederate base, so you got a chance to witness. Uh, the the evolution of our military, you know, going from Confederate to to uh, I think by the time they closed the base, there was substantial black leadership on that on that base. It was a base for a number of retired soldiers, administrative services. In fact, I I had two cousins to retire from the military. One uh, was stationed on that base, and that was that was in the eighties. I want to see how the 80s and 80s, 90s. And I think uh, my cousin retired from that base maybe in the, in the maybe just some years ago. I think when they closed the base, she retired. My cousin worked on that base. And so now here it is, Tyler Perry Studios, you know. Uh, I remember my daughter having, having to go to an honors banquet and it was on the base. And, you know, my son to this day is military. But he, by the time he came along, we weren't. We weren't living, we weren't, I don't think he, he had any influence there. By that time, we were living near another base, which was the Air Force base. And, of course, my son is Air Force. So, anyway, but we, we're just thinking about how all these things um, play out. So, having to grow up and watch the evolution of that base to it being something, living near something that was so offensive to a community because the community went through integration uh, in the 60s. We moved to the neighborhood in 69. It then, of course, as you know, is historically known for white flight. And then it is historically known for a black neighborhood, uh, some epidemics that went on there and during the the crack era and and other things. And now it's going through another transition as people are reinvesting in the community, as well as gentrification is going on. And a lot of the gentrification is fueled by the fact that it is now a Hollywood studio now, and some some of the people they might not know a lot, and, and, and a lot of people move around and don't even know the history of where they are. They just know, hey, I'm going to Atlanta. I'm gonna work at Tyler Perry Studios. Here's what's available as far as residential in the area. They don't they don't recognize you know the history we know as Camelton Road. 
you know, or, or any other particular areas over there. You know, they don't know that, you know, there's a particular street over there that I grew up on. This in the Goody Mob song or the, um, who else? Uh, um, what's the other guy? I mean, hell, all of them. Shoot, Jermaine Dupree and Goody Mob and, um, Ted, what, what's the other group? I can't even, I can't even say all, all of the music, all of what Atlanta's known for music came out of the area. So, you know, there's so much history there. And so to see this weekend was absolutely awesome and amazing. But what you need to do here's what I want you to do is to be mindful and respectful of those who and, and what I love about Tyler is he honors those who try to do what he has done. You know, I love that. And I love that having, when he opened this, he did honor those that who were thought to be uh, his quote unquote competition. He's like, no, that's not how this is going. I mean, the olive branches that he has extended to people over the last 20 years has just been amazing. Understanding Understanding where we are as a society and how society says, oh, it can only be one of this, it can only be one of that. You got to pick and you got to choose, you know, and it's like, no. So I love that there are sound stages um, named after a number of them. Many came before him, many came along with him. And then even um, what he's what he has done uh, for those coming behind him. So. Man, shout out again, shout out. But that's that's the part you got to know this stuff so that you can have these conversations and and this kind of dialogue. And that's what I that's what I like adding to it. So that you, I mean, you have to know. And too often times we we don't even want to talk about it. We don't want to remember. But if you don't know, then history will, history can repeat itself. If you don't know that Hollywood tried to keep Tyler and Spike from working together. And would put out uh, a Spike movie, a, a Tyler Perry movie. Spike's uh, cousin had a movie. I remember one time when Spike did, you talk about controversy, when Spike did The Miracle of St. Anna. Um, Disney, as a matter of fact, um, moved the movie to where Spike and his cousin, which one, I'm trying to think of his name, y'all. Lee, 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 Lee. What's the other guy? The other guy, the other Lee. Um, his movie, I, I think he was the same one that did Girl Strip or something like that. Uh, put out, they put put them out of the, in the same weekend, knowing that we would only choose one, knowing that we would only choose only choose one. Um, when you, we have to go all year long waiting on a black movie, as and we aren't the only ones. And this is another thing you gotta know about Hollywood, okay? I know it is said that oh, such and such controls Hollywood, this that, and the other, honey. But let me tell you, every culture and ethnicity is out there waiting on their movies to come out. It's not that's the biggest uh, misnomer that we let me write that down. The big biggest misnomer is that we are the only ones experiencing this. No, we're not. So here we are waiting all year for the four movies that will get distribution now because if you go over to imbd internet movie database um you can see that will smith at any given time has maybe 10 movies attached to him either in in, in all forms of production uh terrence howard have, probably has more than will smith tyler has a number um all of them spike has a number and you can see if you go and you can subscribe to imbd and get the professional level so that you can really see inside hollywood uh and if you're a blogger hopefully you are doing that so that you can always go to the source it's really important the information that i have is from me going to the source i am always 
uh, trying to go to the source. And when I wanted to know about Tyler Perry, I went to Tyler Perry. When I wanted to know about Spike Lee, I went to Spike Lee. When I wanted to know what's going on in Hollywood, I, and I actually, and the funny part about it, Ava DuVernay, a lot of people, you know, um, you see, and you saw just a moment ago when I started to watch this in the live, in my promo is the photo that I took with Ava DuVernay. Because people don't realize, it's like, okay, before, before she got the distribution that she has, the production money that she has to do these productions, um, she was out there like every other um, filmmaker doing the Kickstarters for her projects, doing the GoFundMe. And I'm telling you, you know, you out there, we were out there like, like, hey, share Ava's stuff. Share Ava's stuff. I don't know Ava like that. I just knew she was kind of, she was buzzed. This, this is, is buzz worthy. Because at the time, we were blogging about black Kickstarters because black people who shamed every damn thing they've never seen before uh, were, were, very, were highly critical of black people using the same platforms, because this is what we do, highly critical of black people using the same platforms as everybody else. So when black people started using Kickstarter, because everybody else can go out there and raise millions of dollars, right? If somebody, if somebody unblack wants, uh, they done already told you, Tyler's, Tyler's studio has X amount of acres, X amount of sound stages. Somebody unblack can go and say, I, they can, all they got to do is say, I can double what title, because let me tell you, we're in Georgia. It's plenty acreage around here. And many of them have said it. Okay, we well, you know the brother down in Atlanta get ready to do a soundstage, I mean, a, a studio, right? We should have one. And then they all rolled out. Well, let's get, a, let's get a couple of laws passed. Let's go down there and help them get a couple of laws passed, get some of these tax advantages, and then let's go do some studios. Ava done already told you, Tyler was working on his and made sure his was the biggest, okay? But somebody can say, oh, I, I can double that and just go do the Kickstarter. And we'll have hundreds of millions of dollars in hours, in hours. But when Ava, who everybody loves to this day, she just did when they see us, when they see us, should have walked away with every award at the last award thing, right? And like every last one of them, Okay. Um, and I think we're heading into award season. It's going to be many awards for them, but her first couple of projects, um, and just trying to even build her team, you know, just trying to hire some interns. She did a, she did a Kickstarter and she had to get out there and tweet. You know why she's so active on Twitter? Cause she had to get out there and tweet. Y'all please support me. Please support me. Please support me. I promise you, I'm going to make you proud. I promise you I'm going to make you proud. I, I want to do this. I want to bring on some interns. I want to create a team. I want to pitch this and that. And Oprah, the way she trolls folks doing good on Twitter, she's like, oh, let's, let me do something. Let's, what's, who is this sister? Let's figure, let's figure this out. Let's, hey, let me adopt her, right? Let me put, let me, let me put some, let's get her, you know, I got to go down to Atlanta and do a film. What? Let's get her on this film. And I think they came to Atlanta and they did Selma. I think, I want to say Selma was the first. But it seems like there was another project that maybe she got Oprah's endorsement on before and then did Selma. And then they did the the um, the animated movie, which I tried to sit through that movie, y'all. I'm like, I had not read the book, so I didn't get it. Uh, what was that movie, that animated thing they did? Uh, oh, my God, that everybody seemed to know about but me. I was like, what is this thing? I, and I was sitting there watching it, and I'm like, y'all, I don't know what this is. It's long. It's all get out. I'm going to wait for the next one. I remember I left the theater. I'm like, this is like forever long. It's forever slow, forever long. But she was true to whatever the book was. 
and I don't know whatever schools they wasn't in the Georgia school system, but apparently it was in the school system. The whole generation knew about it. But my lord! But anyway, and then she went on to do the other projects, and and ha- and of course uh, now with when they see us and the connection. Let me tell you, do y'all know how they connected? See, you out there afraid to use social media, but do you know that that movie came from them tweeting her? saying, hey, listen, would you tell our story? And she's like, what do you mean me tell your story? How, how is it somebody's not telling your story? And that's how that, that's how that came about. So, but we got to know this stuff so that we can truly, so that if you, as you're looking at those pictures and all those celebrities, y'all got to understand what was in the mix to keep this day, this weekend from happening. And, and, and think about it. It is something that we have said since our time here in America. When the day comes that black people realize their genius and the, and the ability they have to work together. Now, mind you, keep in mind, all of those people there, Tyler Perry has given them a job. All right. All of them there. I, I don't know. And, and in fact, the story is out there. Hell, he did this studio without partners, collaborations, investors. And, and, and this is like his. And, you know, uh, and of course, you know, during the make during the time of his movies, he only had that one good friend helping him write them checks. And that was his uh, executive producer or producer. And he was the ex- executive producer, Ruben. And I'm, I'm, I'm Ruben Cannon. Ruben Cannon was uh, the man next to the man. I don't know if it was either Tyler Perry was a man, one of, but honey, the duo of Tyler Perry and Ruben Cannon of bringing the plays to the stage and to the screen, um, believing in this brother, I'm telling you. So yes, it was a marvelous, it was a marvelous weekend, but it was one that systems, if you want to go back to the systems, our own inabilities to believe in each other and support each other, um, but even though this weekend was the anointed and appointed, and appointed time for this to happen and all the things that ha- had to happen along the way for us to understand how important this was, you know, and and I and, and I just remember Tyler Perry um, just being hurt that he trying to go to Hollywood and, and get his get distribution. For his I just remember him being how disappointed he was when they would say to him that they would not distribute his films worldwide, that outside of America and outside of black neighborhoods, black screens, that nobody was going to get that. But who are the most appropriated, appropriated people, you know, and uh, and how he had to go around and all these things. And, and I just know that just simply because I trolled, I trolled the brother, I trolled the brother as a blogger, you know, uh, and looking at this. I, I went to, I went to I remember when uh, talk about and I think about this, Dave Chappelle. You know, Dave Chappelle having to leave his show simply because he did not want to provide the kind of entertainment to the kind of people that wanted to keep us divided. That's why Dave Chappelle walked away, walked away from his show. But Dave Chappelle and Tyler Perry couldn't work together because of this narrative that was out there of Dave Chappelle calling out men who were out there wearing the dresses. That kept them apart. Now imagine if, you know, I mean, hell, the man owns a studio. Now again, we have to say, because I'm, and this is the narrative, I have to talk about this afternoon, I gotta get ready to go do that. Um, 
We, just because it's wealthy doesn't mean it's healthy. So there still has to be some conversation. And while we marvel at this weekend and marvel at the collaborations, we still have to look at the fact uh, that some still had to say sorry to this man. Sorry. And I'm, yes, I am borrowing that from Kiki, who also uh, was, was there. And uh, I don't know if she was there, um, but also in some, some of the productions. Whoopi Goldberg, of course, as you know, um, is not in a lot of films, but she is. She does film for Tyler Perry. And I, and I was thinking about that the other day. I was in a conversation about how um, there are some filmmakers out there. And Whoopi Goldberg talks about flying down to Atlanta, you know, doing her scenes in a weekend or or the one of the movies that she did with Tyler Perry that they and they rushed the movie. And I think they even pulled the movie back and and made it better because people were like Tyler. Yeah, Tyler, this thing you rushing these movies. I ain't got to stop because they could do better. And uh, she was talking about that. She went down and for seven days went down and for that they made one of those movies in like in like seven days and i was thinking you know somewhere out there is a brilliant person with a brilliant script imagine imagine if that person would give their friend your friend is out there that's got an amazing script that's out there pitching right now trying to get some screens and some distribution Imagine they just got an idea. How many times? Let's talk about this. Cause see, this is what we're talking about fear. We're talking about fear and we're talking about the fear of assumption. You out there assuming that your friend could never become a Tyler Perry. You know, and you know they good with that camera. They 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 own all they got is a couple of iPhones, right? Let me tell you, there was a movie that won an Oscar made off of iPhones. You can go on Periscope right now and, and go to film school over in Asia. And learn how to create all this on your on your iPhone. And let me tell you, iPhone got some of the best sound. You listen, I'm recording this podcast with my headset and my iPhone right now. It may not be the best, but I, I am not I am not prohibited. I am not inhibited. I'm getting it out there. And I'm getting it out there seven days, seven days a week. I'm sitting here on my couch, my dog right here, my feet snoring. But only simply because even though I have all kind of offers to go and do radio, I don't want to drive the radio every day. I'm like, eh. I'll wake up, I'll roll over, I'll do a podcast, right? Because I know podcasts work. So, but there's somebody out there right now, you are denying your friend. Imagine if you gave a friend seven days. And it only takes seven days. Look at look at all these videos y'all watching out there. Let me tell you, these are like three friends doing these productions. Like, do you, look at, I'm, I want y'all to think about it. The last video you did where they, they, they were just clowning, right? They had, a, they had, those are friends behind those cameras and they getting a good YouTube check and they breaking people off, right? Look at the angle. They, this like, this like, they're not self, they're not holding these cameras themselves. Somebody's like, dude, okay, feel me doing this, right? The dude running around dancing on the back of the tow truck all the time. The dude that every, he has all these memes out there about how he getting out of the car, you know? All these different things. Remember the skater dude, okay, back in the day. The dude that used to like skate, slow skate by on the skate in the in the uh Garanimals underwear, right? He a friend did that for him. Look at all the influencers, okay? Their boyfriend, they, they call him the, the boyfriend, the boyfriend is the photographer. The friend, I I got a good girlfriend right now, a couple of them. You know, they they in the fashion blogging. And and they're not using just a timer on the camera. They got a good friend, a good friend that's doing it. Tyler Perry had a good friend. And then that he and that good friend start putting some money behind them, what they were doing. It's like you got you got a good friend. You got a good friend out there with you, like, I don't know why they want to post all these selfies. 
you know, and you, you go on to lunch with them and they're trying to take pictures of the food. And my family right now, it's like, tag, you know, the food comes to the table. Everybody just sit back, wait, y'all. You know, she got to take pictures of everything. You know, and the, that's why that, listen, that's why your food look like that. That's why you got a little extra on your plate because they know I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to post it. That's why when we go into the grocery store and uh, the, we have a little neighborhood uh, farm store here. And that's why I get good lemons because they know I'm going home in the kitchen. And if the lemon is not good, I'm going to talk about it. I went down to uh, Top Golf one time. I was like, I'm going to go grab me some lunch at Top Golf because y'all go. To, I'm like, these people go to Top Golf all the time. I go in there. I just happen to check in because that's what I do. I couldn't even eat my food. Three managers come running over. Is it good? Is it okay? It's like, I ain't even had a chance to have a bite yet. You know, I, I don't know they know. They, they, I'm like, I didn't know they knew who I was. You know, somebody. I went over to the place I wanted to go. No, a friend of mine took me over to do the, uh, what is it? The skydiving, the indoor skydiving thing. You know, I, she was like, hey, listen, you know, um, my company is going to do the, um, gave us things to go do the indoor skydiving. Come on and go with me. I'm like, girl, I'm not jumping up in that thing. You ain't finna have me flying around. And I go over there just to kind of watch her. And they like, you should do it. You should do it. Talk to me. So while, I, while I'm standing there, she's registering. And I notice this guy's like, keep looking at me. I'm like, okay, you know, I know he ain't like trying to flirt. But he's like, next thing you know, he disappears. So then I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to go ahead and uh, skydive. So after we did it, funniest thing ever, the video is out there. <laughs> Let me just tell y'all, y'all going to go do indoor skydiving? Please pay particular and very close attention to the instructional video, okay? Please, if I can get you to do anything, please pay particular attention to the instructional video. It looks easy. It looks fun. But make sure, because when you get in there and they start throwing all these signals at you, you're like, what? What? Next thing I know, whoo, she's head. I'm like, I'm like uh, in, in, in Willy Wonka. I'm headed to the ceiling. Oh, wait, I got to do this. And then you in there trying to flash back to what all these signals mean. So, but when I came out, my instructor, because what they do is you go in, you go in twice. It's the best thing ever, let me tell you. And the first time in, it's going to scare the hell out of you, okay? And if you don't go back in, you'll live your life forever in fear. So you go and they take you in and they kind of let you get, they kind of get you adjusted and you do a little thing. They do a little thing with you, basically trying to figure out if they can navigate you if you're going to panic on them and they're going to have to like shut it down. Uh, so you go through a little bit of the motion, you get kind of, you feel the sensory, you know, and they let you kind of experience all the sensory, sensory of it, all this air coming at you. Uh, can the air hold you up? You know, how close are you to the weight thing and all this kind of, but it's just pure fun. It's pure fun. And it's pure if you're into uh, the science and the elements and all that kind of thing. And then they take you out and they sit down and you go like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Did I just do that? And my girlfriend's like, girl, I got you on the video. I'm like, oh, Lord, she done feeling the whole thing, which, of course, I would have loved and I did love. But I'm like, oh, did you catch that part when I failed? Like, yeah, you didn't pay attention to the video. Just, no, I didn't, I didn't even pay. Because there's a certain way you have to go in and there's a certain way you have to come out. And I didn't pay all attention to the video. So I fell out. <laughs> I fell out. And then they was like, oh, are you okay? You know, the whole please don't sue us thing like that and all that kind of stuff. But no, it was all, all fun. So then they let you kind of sit down and you kind of get your bearings and you watch the next person and the next person, the next person. And then they come and you realize, like, okay, why are we still sitting here? Because you got to go back in. 
And so then they take you back in. Now comes the real trip where you going, you doing something. They getting ready to do all these different tricks with you. They getting ready to spin you around, flip you over, take you up in the air, up to the top and down, come down all fast and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, oh my God. But it, when I tell you, you talk about checking the, the boxes and the bucket list and all of that. Yes. Now, would I ever actual skydive? Probably not. My son went actual skydiving. Watching my, my baby come out that plane. I was like, oh, no, uh, uh-uh. that's a whole other world. But again, if you get beyond the fear of it and start and be, get beyond the fear of trusting somebody, you might be able to do it. I might be able to do it. I don't know. I might do it. I don't know. I don't, I don't I never say, never say, never say never. But afterwards, where I'm going in the story was the guy comes over uh, afterwards, my girlfriend and I, cause they had, it was like a company thing. So they had like food, you know, where I was, I was overeating. So he comes over, I'm over there getting down. Cause you know, company, honey, let me take company food. I'm like, Oh, this is good. You know, we up in here skydiving, you know, cause I'm all about a good time. So he comes over and he says, who are you? And I'm like, huh? You know, and she and I are like, what do you mean? He was like, who, who, who are you? And I'm like, I don't know what you mean. He goes, there, he says, my, there was a note in your record. I'm like, what record? Like, what, what do you mean record? He was like, my manager put a note that you were, um, an influencer or something. And I'm like, oh, hell damn. You know? And cause like I said, you never know. You never know. And I'm sorry. I know I've been doing this for 20 years, but I still feel like don't nobody know who I am. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of a semi-retired blogger. He said, oh, he said, I was wondering because it it was a note in the record. And it was like, you know, you better not drop her. (laughs) No, just kidding. I'll get inside. But he did. He asked me, he said, you know, who are you? He said there was a note because I guess when he went, got ready to, um, when they they fill out, you know, fill out these forms or whatever, you know, you go and you register, whatever. And uh, and I was like, but nobody, nobody had asked me or said, asked me who I was or anything like that. But, um. I get the guy, the guy that I said earlier was staring at me. I told my girlfriend, I said, he must have recognized me and uh, apparently put uh, a note in the record because for him to come over and say, and I'm, I'm pleased with that. But at the same time, I'm that person. I want to make sure that everybody, all of us had, had whatever treatment you feel like you had to give me that everybody got it, that it, that's just par for the course for what you do. And that's how I am. In, in everything that I do and every opportunity that I have. And you know what? I'm starting to realize I shouldn't be that way. Uh, and maybe as I get a little older or, or as I reach certain points, I'm going to start being a little bit selfish. And I've been trying, trying to do that. Like the opportunity that I have today, I was like, oh, man, who could I, who could I take with me? Or who could I give this opportunity? And I'm going to tell you, I actually, this, this thing that I'm getting ready to do today, I, I was like, I pitched it for somebody else. I'm like, and they were like, oh, I don't know. Okay, well, okay, whatever. Look, I literally... I'm going back to do this because I sent somebody else in this and they were like, Oh, they didn't work out too well. Can you do it? And I'm like, you know what? We've established this rapport and this relationship. I'm going to let it be what it's supposed to be because sometimes we, we look out for others. And I think if we go back to Tyler Perry, I think Tyler Perry could have been at this place long ago, if not for looking out and trying to bring everybody else along. But when you're that person, that's what you do. And I think Tyler Perry probably has enough heartbreak 
um, when you think about it, because I remember when I said I interviewed him and I, I went to him after Dave Chappelle made the comment about the man in the dress. And, and at that time, you know, back in the day, they used to invite bloggers up to, well, it wasn't even bloggers then because, hell, I was one or two, one or two or three of us that went. Um, but on the traditional press junket, you would go in to the five-star hotel. They invite you to the five-star hotel, valet park, not, not like some of these other places that won't even send you an Uber, but they would take, they would invite you to a five-star hotel. You go get your five, you go, Hey, listen, go, um, they go, make sure you valet, go into the restaurant at the five-star hotel, have a nice lunch. Uh, when it's your turn, we're going to take you up to the suite. And, uh, and you'll have your time with, you know, whatever, whoever, whatever the press junket was. And, and they would have, you know, this nice two shot thing sitting there and you, you sit there and you ask your questions and so forth and so on. So I had that opportunity, uh, with, with, with Tyler and I asked him about, and this, the, the audio is out there cause I put it in a podcast, um, cause I put the audio in the, in a blog, in the blog piece that I did a long time ago. And I asked him about, and I didn't even say Dave's name. He said it. I said, well, let me ask you. My question to him was, I said, let me ask you about the men in the dress and how people, some actors feel like it's emasculating uh, the male, the black males in particular. He says, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a Dave Chappelle. He says, and he went on to talk about how uh, Flip Wilson and and Martin and, and, and a number of iconic, and in fact, that in acting all together, there were no women in acting, that it was all men. If you go back and you look at some of these original things, you know, there were men. I mean, hell, John Travolta in, uh, what is it, uh, Hairspray. You know, all of this is something that happens. But when you think about, and if and brothers, if y'all want to be concerned about being emasculated, there's nothing more emasculating than the numbers in which we have to live. And I'm going to talk about that today, later on. I'm, I'm actually headed to radio here we're going to go to break this off uh we are right at about 46 and it will go about maybe we'll give her a wrap up because i oh yeah so um there's nothing more emasculating than your numbers and if and if you want to change your numbers it's not about beating up on those who are doing things because while you there are some that still say man yeah but if he had if he could have the studio and have not have to have had to do this that or the other thing and it's like but it didn't happen that way because even if you want to say that look at the work that Denzel was able to do and still do Denzel right now is um filming and he has a own several projects ahead um, and, and, and here's one, let me tell you another source I was able to go to. And I remember talking with August Wilson. I asked August Wilson about Tyler Perry. Now, of course, August Wilson was like, who? But August Wilson, they, they, they and that wasn't a district. That wasn't a diss at all. It's just that th- their paths had not crossed. Um, August Wilson was not, didn't know what was going on, on the Chitlin circuit, if you will, not no diss. Or the screen, because he was, uh, August Wilson was at a time in his life where he was, like Tyler Perry is today, trying to push out, trying to bring to fruition because his life was, at that time, becoming short. And he, he had these 10 productions, just like Tyler Perry has all of his things that he's doing. Ava has all the ones. August Wilson was, uh, he was uh, creating these 10, these 10 play series 
of, of each decade of our life, of a century of our lives and bringing that to stage. And these are things that will forever some on stage, excuse me, on stage right now, you're getting the hiccups. I need to drink my tea. Uh, on stage right now, and I, I had a chance to, if any of you have followed me from the beginning, remember I talked about it, I would, uh, um, I only began to cover things that were going on on the other stages, but I started out um, blogging about the thespians and the, and the theater and, and, and so forth, and there was a divide between one stage and the, and the other, and so uh, at that time, you know, Tyler Perry was becoming Tyler Perry. Not a lot of people really did know about him. So it was no diss. He was just like, who, what's going on with that? But he did know that there was, there was this type of theater, uh, coming about and, and he wished that, you know, that he wished them well, but he wished that they could work together because he already knew how the systems were. You know, he, even, even in, even in theater, even though, you know, he was doing iconic theater at the time. Everything that he touched, you know, was just becoming iconic. And, and there's no one that has written the better narrative of our lives than August Wilson. But it wasn't, I don't know, I don't know when. I mean, if you look at it now, Denzel, and if those of you that don't know, the movie that Denzel uh, did, Fences, um, was one, not even the first one, but one of the most popular ones because Denzel did it on Broadway. Um but it has it has iconic iconic history to it, and uh, Denzel is and knowing in August Wilson's death, August Wilson has since passed uh, due to illness, and he completed the tenth play, and um, um, what's his name? Kenny Leon did a number of it on broad did a number of them on stage in Broadway and so forth, and Denzel uh, has been entrusted with bringing them to screen and screen being uh, in the movies. I think right now they're wrapping up. And it, it's so funny because a good Twitter friend and I, I thought we had this thing in common, the love for this play, but come to find out that she was his, August Wilson's niece. Um, and actually she's coming to Atlanta and has an event. And I'll be sure, I think I've shared it and I'll be sure to keep that shared as well. But, you know, I'm going to go ahead and wrap. I'm going to try to bring this back because my intention was to talk about fear. And, and the, I want to talk about a different kind of fear. And the fear that I want to talk about is the fear of assumptions and the assumptions that we make by not understanding what's really happening in front of us. And so, you know, when you see the post that I said that there were those at the Tyler Perry event that might have to say or did have to say sorry to this man. Um, because there were a lot of people that just didn't believe it's like, and there are people right now that still don't like, they, they can't believe this just happened and wait until now you only saw the stuff on social media, wait until you see the full on production, uh, of it and captured by all the camera crews and the film. I don't know if it, I don't know what, what, how, I mean, you think about it, it may end up, I mean, the man just did a, just did a miracle, a miracle of Marvel. So you've got to imagine, uh, it was, it's going to be chronicled in a documentary and you know, that documentary is going to have to go to the African American museum in Washington, because at this point he made history, he made history. Uh, and in the beginning of that history is people who separated the audience who blacklisted him and didn't want to give him the screen, even though they would invest a little bit. Oh, well, you could, I, I, I particularly remember the number 1,300 screens 
I, I particularly, because one of the things, of course, as a blogger, I would go to Box Office Mojo whenever black films or, or films in particular would come out, for films in particularly interesting to, interesting to us who wanted us in their audience, even though we go and spend money on everything. And then we go spend money on, see, this is us, right? We go spend money on everything. And then when our, when our folk need to go negotiate, they can't negotiate because you don't already gave them all the money. Right. So that's why the brother had to go build his own studio because he couldn't go to the studios. He couldn't go to the distribution channels and get more than thirteen hundred screens, thirteen hundred screens. Y'all, that's thirteen hundred neighborhoods in a, in, in a 50 state country. Right. When that's like thirteen hundred screens. You think about how, how many movies that's that's thirteen hundred. Uh, and that didn't even thirteen hundred movie theaters because, you know, he might have got two screens at a thing. And and. And we did back in, um, let me think, when we do, when do we do this? We did, um, oh my God, I'm trying to think. In the early, in the early days of blogging, we used to have a conversation where come Monday, we, and the day is Monday, right? We would have the conversation with you trying to relate what happens by what, what you spend on a movie. Imagine if you would match those dollars and like you, let's say that you went and spent, um, well, I went to the movie on what Friday, Saturday night, and it was like nine dollars for a double feature. Okay, I went to the drive-ins, nine dollars double feature, and it's a double first-run feature. If anybody want to go back? Um, and that's gonna be probably my Tuesday night thing. But it was nine dollars. I think the regular movie running about twenty dollars. Some people spending fifty dollars because they want to sit in the recliner and all that kind of stuff, right? But imagine if come Monday you matched what you spent at the movies. And the way we did that and explained that, like, say, for instance, you took that to the school system or to a, um, one of the homeless shelters and said, hey, listen, you know, don't even explain it. Just match it. Right. All that money you spent, bottle service, uh, all that kind of stuff. Reimburse, re- first reimburse yourself, put some of that money back in the bank, you know, and then match it, giving to a foundation organization an endowment, you know, somebody, your friend out there trying to make their movie who needs some equipment, some technology. We did a, we did a, a GoFundMe for the kitchen. You know, now we've got the cameras, the lights. They're like, oh, how's your kitchen so bright? We did a GoFundMe. And I can't tell you. Yeah. I got cussed out. I get cussed out every time I do a Kickstarter. I, I can't tell you some of the stuff that can pop up in my inbox. You know, people like, man, okay, why can't you just do this like everybody else? I ain't trying to. I'm trying to do it be- bigger and better, right? And they like, and I'm like, if you're, if you're, not, it says friends. It, it's, you see, I'm asking my friends to contribute. You know, don't do me like y'all did Ava, okay? Don't do me like y'all did Ava. And everybody loves Ava, and when they see us, but then nobody want to give her the money to make the when they see us. And, and the other projects, right? Or the projects she wanted to do before all of that. Like, where's that project? Did she ever, did she ever get a chance? Go out there. Because when you do these uh, things, they're still out there. Go look and see. Go, go back and look and see if she met her goal. Because she probably went out there and donated herself now that she got the money. Right? But go, I wonder, did she ever? No, she didn't. I'm sorry to tell you, she didn't. But then she caught the attention of Oprah and, and, went, and the rest is history, as they say. Let me tip my teeth. So the same thing when I, when I and I'm gonna do one come fall. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna do one for my birthday. So get ready, unfollow me now, unfollow me now, because October the 23rd I will be doing one for the next endeavor uh, that we want to do for for Y2K for 2K20, 2K Y2K20. We'll be we'll be doing one for that. But I say that 
there are a lot of people out here, y'all, that are afraid that you are not going to support them. And they have to go to all these other, all these other sources, you know, us not wanting to buy the early Tyler Perry DVDs, uh, had him go, had, he had then had to go do a deal with Walmart. Okay. Here he is 20, 20 years later doing a deal with BET black entertainment television. They weren't trying to, they weren't trying to play the Tyler Perry stuff before, you know, cause they were at the time trying to sell BET and they were trying to do all the, all the gangster uncut stuff. And we know what happened with that. Those people are still stuck in that time, right? They didn't even move forward. So, but here we are today. And now the brother owns a studio. And when BET, he was trying to go to BET to film. Now, what do you think BET goes when they want to come to Atlanta to film? BET, the billion, the first, one of the first uh, networks to sell for a billion dollars. He, they have to go to Tyler Perry Studios. Tyler Perry couldn't go to BET, but BET now goes to Tyler Perry Studios. Okay, Tyler Perry couldn't go to what Disney and all of them, but what do you, what do you think they're gonna film when they when they come to town? Let me sip my tea. Until they until they build until they own the competitive the comp- competing studio across town, across town, right, and so forth. But check, go out there and check. I guarantee there are gonna be some tours because everybody was filming from the trams, and usually what happens with the trams is. It, Hey, you can buy a seat and go and and check out the studio. I think it's going to be absolutely awesome and amazing. When all of your family comes to town for the holidays, they're going to be like, take us to Tyler Perry Studios. Yes, you will be able to go to Tyler Perry Studios. You're going to see all the celebs going into the sound stages and so forth. Sound stages, which he named after Oprah. Uh, Talk about Will Smith. He named the sound stage after Will Smith. Now, let me tell you, Hollywood definitely tried to make them compete. And they, in fact, they tried to make Will Smith compete with, with everybody. Will Smith had to finally come on, come on social media so he, he can get his numbers up because they've been lowballing Will Smith lately like crazy. In fact, the Forbes list came out, Forbes list came out and everybody fainted when they saw where Will Smith was on the list. And uh, that's one of the reasons why he is trying to um, grow his social media. If you are not following Will, following Will Smith, do go and get that follow on because it's really hurting that brother's negotiations and the money that he is making. He should be Will Smith should definitely be your fifty million dollar, uh, fifty million dollar man as far as movies and, and projects and things like that. You know, it's, it's it's interesting what's going on with that as we as we watch this stuff happen. But there's a fear that we have. You know, what if I man? What if I support you and it don't work? How, well, what do you what what if you support a person and what they're doing does not work? How much do you lose? If you gave them five dollars, nine dollars, ten dollars, people out there giving Joe Biden five dollars. If he don't win, how much did you lose? Five dollars. Unless you gave five plus five plus five and so on. Unless you out there give like some of these people giving five dollars every day. But think about it. Think about it. what is the risk of supporting each other? Because there, there was a time, even though we watched what happened this weekend, there was a time that everybody had to weigh that. They had to weigh, oh man, if I, you know, man, if I, if I'm in his movie, I might not get, I may not get um, invited to do this, this project. You know, if I work with it, people are weighing those decisions right now. You know, man, if I, if I like this post, you know, somebody might see it. If I share this, you know, I don't know how that's going to work. You know, because that's where we are. 
Now imagine if you just said to hell with all that. You know, we're going to truly be black excellence. We're going to truly um, get some collaboration. on. Think about this. They opened Tyler Perry Studio. Everybody came to town for Tyler Perry Studios. What's the one film that they could not screen this weekend? You had all of them. You could not. Let me tell you what could not happen with everybody in town this weekend. You could not play a production that included Tyler Perry, Will Smith, and Spike Lee. And throw in Ava. Let's not, let's not leave the sisters out. Right? Ava and uh, Carrie, you know, Taraji, all of them. You could not. They, the one thing they could not scream. And that's why I say somebody had to say sorry to this man. Because in all of what's going on, this man didn't have to do any of that. Name a studio after Spike and Will and all that. Because, you know, Hollywood has been trying to keep them apart. The one thing, the one thing they could not do is roll credits that included all of them. Now the credits, now mind you, here we go. The credits that's going to roll when we see, finally see the, the footage, the final footage of this weekend is going to have all those names. Imagine, do y'all, how many of y'all still are the now stay for the credits? I'm like, you can't, you can't move because half of your friends is up there for the extras. Uh, your other friend is over there doing the catering. Hopefully y'all are getting, getting some of these good film jobs. I'm still trying to figure out. I got to go find these castings. I'm like, I got to get cast this week. Anybody that has casting, I am available this week. I would love to be cast. Um, and, and, and I'll even take on a speaking role. Okay. I'm just saying, I think that's, I think that's where I want to go, where I want to go next, especially this particular fall. And especially with the studio now fully open, but the studio has been there and, and productions have been going on for a while. In fact, uh, the movie that they did with Tiffany Haddish, um, Tiki, what's the name? Tiki Sumter, Kiki, Kiki Sumter, Tiki Sumter, uh, Whoopi. That one was filmed there. And that one kind of, that one gave me some triggers because they filmed it in one of the barracks, what was one, of, you remember when Whoopi was sitting in the window? That was, and it had that iron railing, that was triggering for me because that was one of the buildings that was part of the old base. So some of the early productions, he used some of the existing structures that was there on the base, and that was kind of triggering. You know, I know triggering is a word, and I was like, oh my God. You know, um, the one that Taraji was in, the uh, the movie Acrimony, that one was filmed uh, on the on the lot, but they had not built all of the the sound stages and all of that. And remember that movie? Actually, it was a sound stage because remember there was a lot in that movie that was CGI, um, wasn't real, and which is why the movie and the movie didn't do so well. Taraji, y'all, let's talk talk about talk about things that are going on. So, sorry to to Taraji. Taraji has yet to have um, that opening blockbuster um, movie with uh, with Tyler Perry. Acrimony uh, didn't do it. Didn't break. It didn't break the box office like like they thought. I think they had they have a couple others that are already done. I think he did. I feel like he pulled a couple of them back, and maybe because and I think because that movie did not do so well, and then the one with um, to with uh, uh, Whoopi Whoopi and Tiffany and T. 
thought, what's her name? Yeah, Sumter. Um, didn't do as well. I think the other movies, because it was about maybe three or four. You know how he does. He wrote, sit down and wrote five of them, and they done filmed them all in a weekend. I think he pulled a couple of them back, and then they and just focused on getting the studio up and the sound stages. Uh, and then, of course, the television, he got up. If y'all have not looked at what he is offering on this streaming service, all these, this show called Sisters, The Oval, all of these things. All these people are working. Why am I not working at Tyler Perry Studio? I'm about to get on that today. Why am I not working at Tyler Perry? Because I am too busy out here blogging y'all and helping y'all to understand um, the importance and the significance of when we get to days like these and all of this celebration. I got to remind you, and I, I hate to have to do it, but I got to remind you what it took for us to get here. You know, Hollywood saying, nah, bro, we only going to give you 1,300 screens. And he's like, okay, I'm a, I'm, I pass. I'm done with y'all. I'm going to go do my own. Hopefully, you get that fed up. Hopefully, I get that fed up. Well, I already did in some ways. Um, hopefully, we all get that fed up. You know, go if you're not wanting to do it on your own. In fact, even already, there was... Um, Soledad and a, a friend of mine um, tweet, retweeted, a com, retweeted a tweet by Soledad. Soledad is out there. Soledad O'Brien. She's still mad about, um, or upset at it. She's still upset at it by just by not being, you know, here we are in a, in a political time, in a media, time where media is at its most hype. And, and she, was, she and a few others were part of the massive clearinghouse that happened and firing all the black folk across the board. Um, before during the Obama thing, um, and has not yet made it back to you know she's she's done some individual productions, but she's not on television every day, and so what she does do is she trolls uh, those who are <laughs> on Twitter, and so somebody shared one of her tweets, and and he and I started having a conversation. I said, well, the difference with that, they, everybody's talking about where she's saying, well, where's the diversity? And I said, you know what? You know, we don't spent 20 years asking for the diversity. What if you go out there and just own your own? What if she went and did a network? Go pitch it. Go go do some fundings and, and, and so forth. And then, and then of course, the clapback or pushback to that, not clapback, but the pushback was, well, maybe everybody didn't want to own. And you don't have to want to own. But who are, are you at least supporting somebody who wants to own? Everybody didn't want a studio. Some people just wanted a job. They just wanted a role here, a role there. You know, go get that check, sit back, wait two years for the money to come in. You know, that was one year, as big as Terrence Howard was, that was one year that brother only had like a couple of thousand dollars to come in because all of his films were still in post-production. And now look, he's got power, you know. Not, it's not power. Ooh, well, I'm sorry. He's got empire, right? But then look, look, there's another divided issue. You got empire versus power as opposed to empire and power. You know, it's like we, we get like, why can't we have it up? We guess, can I tell y'all something? We can have it all. We can absolutely have it all. The question is for somebody who wants it all, what are you afraid? Why are you afraid to support them? And you say, well, are we not afraid? No, you're afraid. Why? My question is, I'm going to leave you with this. Why are you, why are you afraid to support somebody? Because it may not work because, you know, they may not, they may turn out not to be truth and honest. You know, it's like, it's like, but all that anxiety of fearing whether or not giving somebody your support and I, and you know, I'm monitor behavior. So I watch y'all physically go through this. 
in the, in the decision process of deciding whether or not you're going to support somebody and what they have to do in order to get your buy-in. I'm, I'm at the table every day explaining the buy-in. People want to know how on earth do we get the buy-in? Why can't we get the buy-in? Where is the buy-in? What, what, what does it take to get the buy-in? Tyler Perry just opened that studio and even though you saw so-and-so on the red carpet and so-and-so on the red carpet, even though so-and-so ended up with a soundstage named after them, they might not necessarily, they, they hadn't yet gotten the buy-in. Some of them were even surprised that they were even invited. Like, whoa, I got an invitation? Knowing that they've said some things and done some things and this, that, and the other, right? But now they're over there and they're posting all on their stuff, you know, I was at the Tyler Perry weekend. We got to stop waiting for that person to be able to give us X amount of clout or X amount of influence, you know, you gotta, you gotta be there. Mary McLeod Bethune, one of the, one of the greatest HBCU institutions known. Okay. Known. But when you think about when that sister got that one room and wanted to educate some folks and the things that she had to do in order to maintain that one room at a time when you weren't even supposed to be teaching black people to read. Okay. Go look. That's, you know why we call them HBCUs? The H stands for historical, meaning that immediately, no, before, meaning that before, during, and after slavery in America, people were trying to form institutions. That's why they call them HBCUs. I remember when I went off to college, there was this building. I'm not going to mention the college because they kind of asked me to go home. But anyway, um, there was a building there and I remember opening the door to that building and I remember pulling the door and the door was so heavy and I opened that door and I remember walking up to the, to the, to the, to the door and knowing that I was walking through, you know, the history of the slaves that had built that building. They built that building, not for us, but they built that, they, they were forced to build that building for others. And then they turned around and made sure that they bought that building and they started this particular institution that I, that I spent some time at. <laughs> I love it. This particular institution that I spent some time with, the institution was moving a little bit too slow for me. I was like, y'all, this future is coming. I've got to get ready for it. And I clearly can't do it here. And they were like, no, you can't do that here. So let's just come to some kind of agreement with how we're going to end this relationship. I said, well, you tell my mom then, because I don't want to tell her. And they were like, we're going to tell your mom. And they were like, they were like well, you know, your daughter, she, she's smart. But she got this, you know, she's down here about to start a revolution. You know, it's like, Maybe, 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 you know, and I'm like, hey, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Let's just agree on it. But anyway, but I remember opening that door to that building and, and sealing the weight of the door and knowing that that was the weight of a people who, who were forced to build that building. They were forced to build that building with slave labor. And they decided we're going to buy that building. First, we're going to buy ourselves and we're going to buy that building. Okay. Right. And the other was like, y'all crazy. Y'all, they were like, no. What y'all mean y'all gonna buy yourselves? They like what do you mean? Don't you know it's crazy to be having that kind of conversation? It's a book out there, it's called Our Folks Don't Want Us to Talk About Slavery. Y'all can go download it. And they were saying, we're gonna buy ourselves and we're gonna buy that building. All right, or we're gonna buy that building and we're gonna negotiate ourselves. They're gonna give us that building and we're gonna educate our own children in that building that we have built. And hopefully that building is still there. Um and so forth, but I'm, I, that's far as I'm gonna go with that. And it, it, this was over across state lines over there, and I don't halfway go that way either. But 
I'm not afraid. I'm going to ask you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to support somebody. Somebody out there needs your support, y'all. If you want, if you want to see more Tyler Perry's, if you want to see more of those people that were at the Tyler Perry event this weekend, you're going to have to support somebody. And you can do it with, I was about to say unconditional. You can have conditions. Okay, let me see what time it is. All right, it's time for me to go. You can have your conditions. You can put your conditions on there. In fact, some of them folk who were there with him had conditions. Oprah had conditions like, look, I'm going to support you, but here's what I need in return. Okay, and and two cars and television. You know, he, he bought Oprah a car one time. He bought her friend a car. He made the movies. He They, they went and, and tried to go help Lee Daniels out. Lee Daniels sold them all up the river. Y'all, that whole mess. Please tell me, was Lee Daniels there this weekend? About to choke on my teeth. Okay, I'm just saying. They tried to go help go help Lee Daniels, and he started a whole war with Monique, and Monique done had to throw them all in. I, would, I hope Monique was there. That's, I really would love for them to fix this thing and work this thing out because I think that now that Tyler Perry has – didn't he kill more? Damn, the boy killed – did he kill Medea before the studio opened? Lord Jesus. Did the, did the man have to kill Medea to open the studio? Oh, Lord. We got to investigate. Was Medea there? Oh, my Lord. Please, where is Medea? Y'all. Remember he was talking about killing Medea? I'm about to keep saying, I keep wanting to say Monique. Medea. Did he kill Medea and then open the studios? Did he have to kill Medea to open the studios? Oh, we got to figure this out. We got to figure this out because I'm, I just, I, I think, I think he should go do a hundred productions with, with Monique. And I, and I think they'll fix it. I think they, I think they'll, fix it. and they've tried, they've tried. Remember they've tried to have communication and so forth, but is that going to be another hashtag? Sorry to this man, you know, sorry. Sorry to this man. There's a lot of people in and around Atlanta and Hollywood for, but for this weekend have had to say sorry to this man. Don't be afraid to go out there and say sorry, y'all. What do you need to say sorry for? Go help your friend. Go help your friend. They could be the next Tyler Perry. And there's my alarm. There's my battery warning and all those other things. And listen, let me tell you, um, Told that you don't have to say sorry to Dryer Buzz. Go over to dryerbuzz.com and make sure you give us your email address so that I can go get some better negotiations, okay? Uh, you can do all that. Follow us on social media. I love you there too, but I need you at dryerbuzz.com so that you can get on our news uh, newsletter, which comes out in your email about three times a week. If you're looking for we said this, or we posted that, or the recipe for this, the content for that, the job opportunity for this, all those things, all those amazing referrals that we've given you online. If you're looking for any of that stuff, guess where it's at? It's in the email newsletter. It gets recapped in the email newsletter about every other day, and it comes to you. And if you don't open it, you won't get another. So make sure not only to subscribe, but please open one periodically so that you can remain on the list because it will knock you out. It will purge. Honey, I will purge you. You're not going to put me at a disadvantage. I like, I like my open ratio up there at 70 and 80 
percent, maybe 90. I think one time we hit like 94. We had shared some good job information, right? And for those of y'all want to try to figure, I'm going to go get this information, figure out how to get us all a job over there at Tyler Perry Studios. I'm going to go try to find a tour so I can go over there and live stream when Tyler Perry ain't telling everybody to turn their phones off. So I'm going to go over there and go on that tour. Um, and I like taking a tour when everybody ain't there so I can see it all and everybody won't be all loud talking on my video. But anyway, um, but go over to dryerbus.com and then also ask dryerbus is back ask dryerbus.com. Let me make you famous. I know that you like what? Yeah. Let me make you famous. Let me, as they said, let me get you famous. Let me make you famous. Um, on November the 9th, I am launching, um, the first course going for 2020 and I'm going to load everything. Um, you're going to have an awesome time. You're going to learn a lot. Just like I record these podcasts, I have been in studio, uh, recording the pod courses. And the first one I'm getting ready to load is 27 answers to rock a podcast or, and I'm actually changing up the 27 answers. We are changing the 27 answers. I did the uh, cover for the ebook, uh, called rock. I think it's called rock a podcast. Um, what was it? Wait a minute. Oh, it's called podcast podcast and wake up famous wake up famous is is what we're doing going forward and i love i so love that i was working on the cover of it and it's called podcast and wake up famous and then i might do i might do blog, blogging mm, i might do become an influencer and wake up famous or or post i don't know but that's the series the first one will hit november the 9th uh 27 is now nine okay so check that out I'm like, I hear something. Okay, so check that out. Go over to AskDryerBus.com. Um, right now, you've wanted to catch the pre-sale. There is a pre-sale for November the 9th. Go to AskDryerBus.com so that you can sign up for the course that we will launch on November the 9th. You also will get all the books, all the e every book that I already have out there. You're going to get access to the library. We're creating a library on there. You'll have full access to the library. You're going to get the pod course. Uh, that's going to go with it. This is audio books because I'm like, I'm, I'm writing. Y'all, I'm writing like crazy. But it, it's easier for me to record it. So, and then we're going to record it and then we'll get a transcript and all that. We're, we're going to do it the other way around this time. Uh, pod course. I call them the pod course. And it's called Wake Up, Fam Wake Up Famous. And uh, it's going to be absolutely awesome for those of you that want to wake up famous. You want new customers. You want to, I mean, whatever you want. You want to be famous. You want to be famous for something. You want to be famous for something, I'm going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to give you your 2020 blueprint. And I'm going to talk about that today. But first, I got to get you over these fears. I've got to get you over where we've been for the last 20 years so that we can talk about what lies ahead for the next 20 years. And I'm actually, as I hit the stop button, I am headed out to do radio. Uh, I will post about that. I want to post about in here because I don't know when you're going to listen to this and you'll listen and think it's the day when you are listening a week later. So I'm going to post, look on my, in fact, it's already posted on, uh, everywhere. It's already posted everywhere. It's already in the newsletter, um, and so forth and so on. Um, but I'll be talking about that. We're going to take a look back. I just gave y'all 20 years. I literally in this podcast, just gave you 20 years of Tyler Perry, literally. And so now I'm going to go do some radio today. I'm going to talk about where we have been as far as tech and social media for the past 20 years and how I fear of uh, um, being afraid and being afraid. This different kind of fear that we have has kept us unhealthy and unwealthy, unwealthy and unhealthy 
when we could be at far more different places than we are had we just trusted, 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 trusted a few people um, before now, before they got all their clout, before they amassed all their wealth. Imagine if you trusted them before. Wouldn't you love to have to be able to say today that you have a long standing relationship with some of the people that are that are doing what they're doing? And so we're going to we're going to talk about that today. Uh, and actually, I'm going over to go on Ryan Cameron's show. And it's actually one year, one year later since Ryan and I uh, got together. Ryan came on my um, live on stage with me one year ago, last week or so, I think it was. Um, and here we are, we're coming back. But we're going to talk about where we've been for the past 20 years and what lies ahead. 2025, for those of you that want a good five-year plan, and 2040, for those of you that want to talk about all that's coming behind you. And it's at the 120. I'm going to give you some outro music. But you know what? Here's where you're going to get all that good information from right here. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.